Welcome back, brothers and sisters. I'm your host, the Apostle Ruben. In part one of uh, a war in heaven with a question mark, we prove that the heaven the Bible speaks of was not the third heaven where God sits on the throne and Christ at his right hand. Actually, brothers and sisters, we went to Leviticus 26 verse 18 and 19 deuteronomy 11 21 and psalms 89 verse 29 which paints heaven as being on earth god speaks in similitudes parables and john is writing euphemistically john is and what this is brothers and sisters is john as i said before and i'll say it again John is not giving you the exact enemy. He's giving you the enemy kind of like others did in the Bible, in a parable form. He's giving you, instead of telling you that this is Rome, the red dragon was Rome or Idumea or the forefathers of Caucasians, he's just writing it down just in case the letter is sieged from the Isle of Patmos, it would be harder in the future to decipher who John is talking about because this letter is written to us. This letter, this, this letter is written to the Israelites to break down with the Bible in the final days. I want to go back into the book of Revelation 12. We're going to, uh, now we read verse 9 yesterday. We're going to read verse 9 again. It was a key point I left out. And this further proves, brothers and sisters, that again, there is no war between angels. Now, if you um, need to, you can go back and listen to part one again. And um, you can understand that we read from 1 Kings 22, and um versus i would say first Kings 22 19 on down to about 22 23 and even a little bit further down into verses 24 and 25 and also um first samuel 16 verse 14 and even job chapter 2 and um I would say Job chapter 2 and verse 5 and 6, 7. However you want to say that, to say it, brothers and sisters, being that Satan never went against God in any of the uh, scriptures, except when it was turned to make it look like it, to hide the fact that John is talking about nations. I'm going to show you. Let's get let's let's go back into um Revelation 12 and 9. Verse 9 says, The great dragon, Ezekiel 29, verse 3, the dragon is talking about the ruler of a nation, not a fire-breathing dragon you see on TV, was cast out, out of power, out of that heaven, the old serpent which was called the devil. And Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Now, I want, to, I want you to take a look at that word, deceiveth. 
Watch this. Let's get Job. Job chapter 12, verse 16. Now, when you look at um, Job, he's going into a form of speech to his three friends. Why don't you take a look at this? Job chapter 12, verse 16 says, With him is strength and wisdom. He's talking about God. The deceived and the deceiver are his. The deceived and the deceiver are his. Because devil means deceiver. They both belong to God. Remember Isaiah 45 verse 7. Isaiah 45 and 7, brothers and sisters. Let's not forget the thought. Isaiah 45 verse 7 says, I form the light, I create darkness, I make peace, I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Let's look at Amos. Let's, let's, let's go to Amos. The book of Amos or Amos. I you guys to travel with me. I want you to go into the scriptures. Amos chapter 3 and verse 7. It says, well, let's, let's read. Amos chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. Amos chapter 3, verse 6 and 7 says, Shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city, and the Lord hath not done it? Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servant, the prophets. Now, Somebody may say, well, you know, the church is always taught that, that there was God against Satan. You know, the devil is the one that does the evil. And um, God is the one that goes, no, brothers and sisters, no. You've been taught in a situation, uh, and, and, and brothers and sisters, of, uh, and when I say you've been taught in this situation, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm saying that in order for you to be fooled or deceived about how God works, there was a scenario created, an illusion created where spirit was against spirit and not man against God. See, I didn't want you to think that who wants to go into a Sunday show and hear that man was really against God? Well, you won't go back to that church. So they went and created spirit against spirit. But I'm going to show you something. Remember, I read to you in Psalm 78 and verse 49. It says, he cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath and indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them. This is God sending evil angels, just like he sent the evil angel in 1 Kings 22, 22 and 23, just like he sent the angel in the Saul in 1 Samuel 16, 14, just like he allowed Satan to go into Job and Job chapter 2, verse 5 down. Satan does nothing without God. Nothing. You cannot find a story in here except 
if you go now when i say accept i'm telling you what they use they try to go into isaiah 14 and right into revelations 12 to prove it's just them two there's no there's no more than that you're going to get to, for them to try to uplift a spirit they'll skip all the rest that i'm reading they won't reach reach about heaven like i'm reading they go straight to two places to try to prove that um they are not against god by teaching the law is done away with a spirit is not going around teaching everybody that the law is done away with men are teaching the law is done away with they're deceiving you with that revelation chapter 12 verse 9 again and the great dragon which was power was cast out the old serpent called the devil because this power this man has been lying since the beginning genesis 3 verse 14 all the days of his life which means he, he was not eternal from the beginning he was always a man that was evil that was evil remember brothers and sisters there was a tree of life and a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Evil was already in the world. Evil is lawlessness, transgression. The old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. He was cast out from rulership, which was his heaven. And his angels were cast out with him. Verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuses them before our God day and night. Now, let's take a look at that verse real quick. I'm not, I'm not going to go too uh, far into it. I'm going to take a couple of key points out. Or this thing will never end. It says in verse 10, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Now, what heaven is this? Again, because you keep seeing heaven, and the first thought you're gonna get is up there in the third heaven, ignoring what you have understood so far. He says, Now cometh salvation. Now, who's gonna get the salvation? Let's go to Psalms 119. I told you, brothers and sisters. The Bible tells you who's getting salvation. Psalms 119, verse 66 says, Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and has done thy commandments. Verse 174. This is Psalms 119, verses 166 and 174. These, this is what I'm reading. Verse 166 says, Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. Verse 174 of Psalms 119. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. See, brother, salvation came through the law. Plain and simple right there. David wrote that through the Holy Ghost. And strength. Psalms 119, verse 28. David wrote a lot of good things in Psalms 119 that is skipped over each and every Sunday morning. And it's for a good reason. 
Psalms 119, verse 28 said, My soul melted for heaviness, strengthen me according to unto thy word. So the strength was according to his word. Because his word tells us if we if we if we're reading his word, we're going to be strengthened and our knowledge increased to understand the levels that are written in the book. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. Now, what, what's the kingdom? Let's look at the book. What is the kingdom of our God? Who, where is it at? Let's look at the book of 1 Chronicles 28, verse 5. 1 Chronicles 28, verse 5 says this. And all my sons, for the Lord hath given me many sons. He hath chosen Solomon. This is uh, David uh, uh, talking about his son Solomon, has chosen Solomon, my son, to sit up on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. The kingdom of the Lord is Israel. Let's get some more. Let's get the book of Acts, chapter 1. The book of Acts, chapter 1. See, people don't, they don't, they don't understand that the kingdom of God was Israel. It was always Israel from the beginning. When the kings were first established. Watch this. Pay attention, brothers and sisters. It says... Acts chapter 1, verse 6. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? The kingdom is meant for Israel. Twelve tribes. The kingdom ain't meant for all nations and other people. It was meant for Israel. This is why when you, when you go on back to Revelation, Chapter 12, we're going to continue. And the kingdom of our God and the power, that's why it says our, not all, our God. And the power of his Christ, his Christ, for the accuser, which is the same serpent in verse 9, of our brethren is cast down. Let's look at Job 22 and 29. Job saw this. Job saw this, brothers and sisters, you think, because it says, oh, well, it's the Old Testament. Well, the Holy Spirit was in the Old Testament. Job chapter 22, verses 28 through 30. I said verse 29, but I want to read verses 28 through 30. Job 22, verse 28 says, Thou shalt also decree, decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy ways. When men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is a lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. Now, the humble person is the law keeper. I've proved that. I, when you look at Jeremiah 44, verse 10, Deuteronomy 8. Verse 2, he shall save the humble person. Verse 30, he shall deliver the island. 
of the innocent. And it and it is delivered by the pureness of thine hand. Now, brothers and sisters, if you detail it all the way down, Sunday so-called Christians, I would say, have no chance in this book. God's saving lawkeepers. It makes sense because there's something he's going to give. He's not going to give an eternal body to a liar, a false worshiper, a vain worshiper. Verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they love not their lives to the death. So brothers and sisters, we're not going to be like T.D. Jakes and Creflo Dollar. Well, they like money because they're really not believers in the Bible in the first place. But it says we overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Revelations 5. Revelations 5 verse 9 says this. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. The ones he came to redeem with the blood are the same. The Israelites. Why do you think it says this? Why do you think it says this? Matthew 19. It says, Matthew 19 verse 28 says, And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of throne of his glory, ye shall also sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Brothers and sisters, the only ones that are there are the twelve tribes mentioned again. It mentions it again in Revelation 21, verse 12, and had a wall great and high. And had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Just like Christ said. So how did they overcome with the blood? And, and not just that, brothers and sisters. When the Bible says overcame, there was a way we overcame. See, no no church is teaching overcoming. No church. When you look at, and, and, and see, when it says it, they overcame by the blood, you got many in the first day of the week church says, I've overcome by the blood and blood of Christ, but they're still in sin. No, that's not what that means, brothers and sisters. When you go to Romans 12, it takes the whole Bible, brothers and sisters. When you go to Romans 12, verse 21, it says this. It says, be not overcome with evil, which is sin. Proverbs 29, verse 6. The and the transgression of an evil man, there is a snare. Proverbs 13, verse 21. Evil pursueth sinners. Romans chapter 12, verse 21 says, be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Good is the law. Deuteronomy chapter 16, Deut excuse me, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. Also, brothers and sisters, Romans chapter 
7, verse 12, where it says, Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, just, and good. So you got to overcome with law. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. What is the testimony? The word of their testimony. Was it our own personal testimony? No. Let's look at this in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 16. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 16 says, Bind up the testimony. Seal the law amongst my disciples. Our testimony was the law. We taught and fought teaching the law. Verse 17, and I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob. Why? Because of transgression. And I will look for him. Verse 18, behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. God dwells in Zion, brothers and sisters. Been there all the time, cessationists. The cloud, Paul was talking about in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, that rock, which was Christ, verse 4, 1 Corinthians 10 and 4. See, no, these Gentile ministers who are calling themselves Israel have been planning this since the time we couldn't read in slavery. Verse 12, watch this. Now, remember I said, um, let, let, me, let me go back up to verse 11. Verse 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, which was the law. We taught the law because that's our testimony, the law, not our own personal testimony that they get you to stand up and do. No, the testimony was teaching the law. We had it bound in our heads. And they love not their lives unto the death. What does that mean? Let's get 1 John 2.15. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Like T.D. J. Scriptural Dodd and all the rest, Juanita Bynum and uh, Joe Lawstein, all the fakers, they love the world, the money, the cash, because they were built up by the world. Verse 16. It says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, which money, and the lust of the eyes, money, and the pride of life, money, power, decision-making, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Watch this, verse 17. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. See, he that doeth the will of God. What is the will of God? Psalms 40 and 8. Psalms 40 and 8. We are going, those that do the will of God is going to, are going to abide forever. Psalms 40 and 8. It says, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. Romans chapter 2, verse 18. Let's see who, do, who does the will. And what is it first? What is the will? Romans 2.18. And knoweth his will and approveth all things that are more excellent being instructed out of the law. The will is the law. They are the ones that abide forever. So we didn't love our lives to the death. We didn't love the world. 
Remember, Christ said this. I'm gonna why do you think Christ says this? Why do you think Christ says this? Matthew 10, 28. Watch, 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 watch. Matthew 10, 28 says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the mind. The soul is the mind. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, remember, brothers and sisters, Hell is a condition. It is not a place. See, you can't throw death and hell into the lake of fire if it was a place itself. <clears throat> There's going to come a time when that condition cometh. But it's a one-time thing. It's called the second death, which we'll have to go over in the podcast. You will be in the second death. That is an action. You're going to get thrown into the lake of fire and burned alive in flesh. Re resurrected. That's why the Bible, <laughs> brothers and sisters, that's why the Bible tells us that there is a raising from the dead. Verse 12, Revelation 20 and 12. For I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. The dead. If you were already burned in hell, well, that, that's not what it says. It says, I saw the dead raised up. They come up. And in order for you to die the second death, which is mentioned in verse 14, you have to have a second life. Because come out these churches, brothers and sisters, they don't know anything. You cannot skip and distort and warp and try to teach what you want to to hide things from the people causing them to die and they've been doing this brothers and sisters for a long time in these sunday churches a long time watch this verse 12 it says therefore rejoice O ye heavens and ye that dwell in them see ye that dwell in the heavens Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Now, 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 now. Let's look at this. The devil, the deceiver, this dragon, because as they teach you, brothers and sisters, They'll say context, but they don't keep it in context. Now, this same dragon, this same um, dragon, devil, that's mentioned in verse 12. We're going to read it again. Then I'm going to take you to a scripture and watch and see. Watch. Revelation 12 and 12 says, Therefore rejoice, O ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Now, the heavens are the powers. You're going to see. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. That is the lower parts. That's us, the low, the low people. And to the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth he hath but a short time. Watch this. Let's get the book of Job, chapter 20 and 5. Job chapter 20, verse 5. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, when I take you to Job, you'll be like, what Job got to do with anything? Well, that's it's the, 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 the prophet. Job is a prophet. Job was a prophet. 
Watch this. Watch this. Job saw this. He says, Job, uh, Job chapter 20, verse uh, um, uh, Zophar had a prophet, was one of Job's friends. I mean, he saw this. Watch. Knowest thou not this of old, since man was placed upon earth, that the triumphing of the wicked is short, and the joy of the hypocrite but for a moment. Watch this. Watch verse 6. Though he, though his excellency mount up to the heavens. His excellency mount up to the heavens. He's the power. Stay within the thought. His excellency ain't mounting up to God's throne. His excellency mounts up unto him being ruler of the heavens. Like Israel would be ruler, their heaven would be rulership on earth if they kept the law. Now, since they didn't, now the Gentiles have the heavens. And his head reaches unto the clouds. Yet he shall perish forever like his own dung, which is human waste. They which have seen him shall say, where is he? See, this is what they know. The short time is they're not going to exist anymore. Those who do the works of Satan are going to die. So what what would they do, brothers and sisters, to keep that from happening? Because remember, one last scripture. This is this is a, this is the chapter and verse I want you to remember before we close it out. Isaiah forty-two verse thirteen says, "The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man." and shall stir up jealousy like a man of war, and he shall cry, yea, roar, and he shall prevail against his enemies. Christ is coming to destroy. Stay tuned for part three, brothers and sisters.